Guitar snobs, they're everywhere. And what makes it worse is that there's more than just one kind. In fact, in today's show, I'm gonna share with you the 10 worst types of guitar snobs and give you some perspectives on how to avoid and defeat guitar snobbery once and for all. Hey, TAC family, welcome to episode 205 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show's all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC family members. Have you ever been afraid to ask a question about the guitar? Maybe you thought the question was too silly to ask, but deep down, you knew you had to ask it. TAC family member Claire had this exact experience. It actually marked a crossroads in her guitar journey, and if she hadn't asked the question, she may have given up guitar altogether. You're going to meet Claire here in a bit and find out what that question was, plus you're going to get your weekly dose of acoustic news you can use, which includes what happens when you send a guitar geek to the grocery store, two new instrument creations, and a boatload of new music as per usual. Oh yeah, there's a new segment of the show I'm going to introduce today as well. That's really exciting, and it's coming up pretty soon. But first, I want to introduce to you the 10 worst types of guitar snobs. Guitar snob is a rather general term, and today I want to get specific. Roughly three years ago, I recorded a video about guitar snobbery. And in preparation for today's show, I went ahead and watched that video. Turns out, it still holds true. But I have some new perspective on how to finally defeat guitar snobbery. So to make sure we're all on the same page, let's rewind the clock roughly three years and take a look at this video. Now note, you're gonna be seeing a much different Tony in this video, a flannel wearing slightly puffier Tony, but the content is still pure gold. Here it is. Starting with number 10, the experienced curmudgeon. This is the type that rolls their eyes at any question you may ask. And God forbid you ever play the song a little bit different than it's supposed to be played. Number nine, the VH1 storyteller. This is the type of snob that intimidates you with their tales of past glories and epic jams. Number eight, the condescending professor. This is the type that will cut you off when you try to teach them anything because they clearly know everything. And just to prove their musical dominance, they'll start spouting difficult and complex music theory items. Number seven, the my way is the highway type. These types have unwavering opinions about what guitar, gear, or music is best, and all other types of guitars and gear are absolutely inferior. Number six, the star search. These are the types that'll go into their local music store not to hang out with other guitar geeks or sharing guitar love. No, they, they go to get discovered because of their superior ability. You know the type, they sit down, plug in, play extremely loud, extremely fast, and for an extremely, extremely, uncomfortably long amount of time. Number five, the narcissist. These types, every time they look in the mirror, they're staring at their guitar hero. And every playing scenario that they're in has a clear-cut winner. And, of course, they're the winner. Number four, the shredder. They use terms like shred and face melt when describing a solo. A telltale sign of a shredder is that whenever they're trying to attempt their smoke show solo and they make a mistake, they look to their guitar or some random piece of gear to blame it as the causation of the flub. Number three, Mr. Perfect. These types are on high alert to pounce on any mistake, so when you make one, you can expect a dirty look. Number two, the Judge Judy. These are the types that will judge you on the clothes you wear, the brand of guitar you bring to the jam, and the style of music you listen to. Here's a visual. 
They're sitting at the jam circle with a Neil Young shirt on, and when you show up with a Skinner shirt, they won't even look your direction. And number one, the digital troll. These are the types that troll every guitar teacher's YouTube channel and resource and claim that it's absolutely wrong and that their way is better. But they never actually take the time to share their way and help another guitar geek out. Now that you know the various types of guitar snobs that you may encounter, or maybe you've already encountered them, I want to talk about guitar snobbery on a philosophical level. Because I've identified the root of all guitar snobbery, which means we can extinguish it for good. The root of all guitar snobbery is guitar playing. Now I know what you're thinking. Tone, this sounds awful circular. Where are you going with this? Please follow along with me here. The root of all guitar snobbery is guitar playing. Why? Guitar playing is one of the most vulnerable things you can do. Whether you're playing a cover song at an open mic, whether you're playing one of your own original songs for your close friends and family, or whether you're playing behind closed doors, Playing guitar, quite simply put, is vulnerable. And being vulnerable is pretty scary. And some folks choose to put up a defense mechanism. Enter the guitar snob. More often than not, somebody who exhibits traits of a guitar snob, one of the 10 that, that you just listened to, is feeling insecure about themselves, maybe insecure about their playing, and maybe they're just insecure about feeling vulnerable while playing the guitar. And that's okay. Our job as guitar geeks is to make everyone feel welcome. Our job as guitar geeks is to be nice and play guitar. Hence the mantra on my coffee mug and on the hat. It, it, it means a lot more than simply be nice and play guitar. It's a way to disarm a situation. It's a way to disarm a guitar snob and say, hey, we're all here trying our best. Some of us have been playing a little bit longer. Some of us have discovered things that others have not. It's all okay. Our job as guitar geeks, again, is to be nice and play guitar and welcome all guitar geeks of all levels and abilities. In fact, one of the things I encourage all guitar geeks to do is to teach other guitar players that ask you questions and ask questions of guitar players that you appreciate and admire because that right there really is what it's all about. It's about having this wonderful community of supportive guitar geeks that really raises the bar for everyone. What's that saying? The, the, the rising tide lifts all ships? That's really what it's all about. Now, I'm not trying to paint some altruistic, magical picture. This exists, and I think Acoustic Tuesday is evidence of that. So as you're going to those jams, as you're going to those open mics, as you're meeting other guitar players, some people will come across as guitar snobs. And our job is to disarm them and make them feel welcome, make them feel safe when doing something so incredibly vulnerable like playing the guitar. Now, I do have a question for you. I listed 10 guitar snobs, and now we know how to extinguish guitar snobbery, but I'm sure I left some certain types of guitar snobs off the list. So that being the case, in the comments below, let me know other types of guitar snobs that you have thought of or maybe even encountered. Now it's time for your new favorite segment of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. Here's how this is gonna work. Every day within Tack, there's a new daily challenge that awaits you. And each of those daily challenges rotates through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. You've got a technique challenge, a guitar lick challenge, an improvisation challenge, a rhythm guitar challenge, and a chord transition challenge. Now each of these days, 
corresponds to a certain day of the week. And it just so happens that Tuesdays is the daily guitar lick challenge. And I thought to myself, I should do that on Acoustic Tuesday. I should show you what the TAC family is working on. And for you TAC members, I'll show you that guitar lick in a musical context so you can use it as a creative launch pad. So let me go ahead and grab my guitar and show you this week's guitar lick. The Tuesday TAC Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Double Vision. In fact, TAC family, you're going to notice a little bit of a theme throughout this week. Every single challenge has a title that insinuates a pair. Uh, deja Vu, Double Vision in this case, and Ketchup and Mustard. And that's actually to emphasize the musical theme that's happening this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge. And that is using two different scales seemingly unrelated in the same setting. Let me explain. We're gonna be using the A minor pentatonic and the A major pentatonic in the same setting to emote something different. And I think oftentimes the common myth is that, oh, these scales have to live separate lives. They can actually be intertwined and give you a ton of power as, as a guitar geek wanting to play a solo, or in this case, a lick. So let me go ahead and play the lick for you uh, so you can get a sense of what it sounds like, and then I'll go into kind of more of the musical context where you would use this lick. So here's how the lick sounds. As you can tell, it's just the high strings of an A minor pentatonic scale and the high strings of an A major pentatonic scale. In fact, I do almost the same exact thing with my fretting hand. Now, for those of you wanting to learn this, TAC fam, all you have to do is log in. This is the challenge awaiting you on your homepage today. It's Tuesday. Tuesday is Guitar Lick Challenge Day. Just go ahead and click Start Challenge. Uh, it'll take you right to a teaching video where I teach this to you note by note. And then you can move along to the play along video where you can pick a speed that's comfortable for you and play along with me. And of course, there's tabs as well. Just click on that icon and it'll pull tabs up for you. Now, one of the common questions I get is, okay, that's a cool lick. What do I do with it? How do I use it in music? Well, I'm gonna show this to you in a musical context, and it's actually gonna prove the power of this lick, the power of using an A minor pentatonic and an A major pentatonic in the same setting. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play an A major chord. And as a filler lick, I'm gonna use each portion of the lick. First, I'm gonna go to the minor pentatonic, then I'm gonna go to the major pentatonic. And what I want you to notice is what it does to the sound of what I'm playing, what kind of, uh, how it emotes. Because as I play the A minor pentatonic, you're gonna hear kind of a little bit of a bluesy flavor. And you might be thinking, that's not okay when we play a major chord. It absolutely is, and it works so good. And then again, as I play that A major chord, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, use that, that uh, A major pentatonic portion, and you're gonna see, okay, that, that fits the bill. And then to flip the tables, if you will, I'm gonna play a little bit of a blues riff, use the A minor pentatonic, which is right at home, and then I'm also gonna use the A major pentatonic, and you'll realize, holy smokes, I can actually use both of those scales interchangeably, both of those licks interchangeably. It's up to you 
what you want to emote. And I think that's the inherent power. And that's the whole theme of this week within Tony's Acoustic Challenges, mixing and matching both of these scales to give you, the guitar geek, the power to choose what you want to express while you're playing a solo, while you're playing a lick, etc. So here's that lick, double vision in a musical context. Now let me go ahead and flip the tables. I'll play a blues riff and then use that same exact lick. Again, so you can see that it actually is at home regardless of the setting. So as you can tell, that lick is just as at home in a blues setting as it is in a major setting. And the underlying theme here, the underlying message I wanna portray is that as a guitar player, it gives you a lot of power when you can say, okay, I can mix and match between a minor pentatonic and a major pentatonic depending on how I want to emote, depending on how I want my solo or lick to sound. And this again is a great example. One quick thing before we get back to the show, and that is this. If you're working on this lick and you learn it note for note, that's great, that's a great success. If you're working on this lick and you don't learn it note for note, that's great, that's still a success. If you're spending 10 minutes on this lick, learning it, trying to integrate it into your own strumming, into your own musical world, and it launches you into a new creative direction, that is an absolute win, okay? There's not this hard and fast rule of success that says you must play it note for note. If you don't do that, then you lose. That's simply not true. It's a win if you go, if you go down a different creative road. It's a win if you sit down for 10 minutes to work on this and say, you know what? I dig that, but what if I tried this other thing? What if I tried it in a different key? What if I tried a different combination of notes? What if I tried using double stops? All of those are classified as a win because you sat down for 10 focused minutes and worked on something. And whether you got it note for note or whether you created something new, I would pat yourself on the back and say, hey, you know what? I committed to my guitar routine and I did it. That was seriously awesome. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. In fact, in the comments, let me know if you like the new segment, the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. I have to keep saying that because it's a bit of a tongue twister. Speaking of Tack, I do wanna highlight a Tack family member. I wanna shine the spotlight on Claire. Claire recently participated in our most recent 90-day progress party. And she shared something that could have completely derailed her guitar journey. It was a question that she thought was silly, but she asked it anyway. And the answer was the difference between her giving up on guitar and her continuing on her guitar journey. Here's the question that Claire asked. Over the last 90 days, I'm only 60 days into TAC, and this is my first time. So I'm really thrilled about it. 
the thing that nearly undid me was that I bought this tuner and I knew it wasn't right. I could hear Tony saying on this improvisation, if it sounds good, it is good. It wasn't sounding good. I knew I had <laughs> the, the tuning right by my tuner, but it wasn't sounding like Tony for four days. I carried on regardless. My musical ear being quite damaged. And finally, I got to find a friend who plays the ukulele. She said, Claire, you've got your tune on the wrong mode. That's ukulele. You've got to make sure there's a G in the corner. I know it seems cliche, but that old saying is true. The only silly question is the one that you don't ask. If Claire had not asked that question, she may have gotten frustrated and given up on guitar, but she asked, and she's still enjoying her guitar journey to this very day. I feel like there's this myth amongst guitar players that all of us should magically know the answers to everything, and we should never ask questions. That's not true, and it goes back to exactly what I said at the beginning of the show. Ask those questions of the players that you admire and you appreciate. Ask those questions of the players that you trust. And when other players ask you questions, make sure to give them a nice kind answer because then it kind of keeps the, the karmic circle of guitar playing going. I want to thank Claire so much for sharing her story. And she was able to do that on the last Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90-Day Progress Party. And for you TAC family members, make sure to mark your calendar for October 6th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. That's when I'll be conducting the next 90-Day Progress Party, and it's sure to be an awesome one. We're going to talk about our guitar goals, how to best set goals, and come up with a plan to achieve those goals. And you'll have the opportunity to meet other guitar geeks and share your plan with them. Let's hop in the Acoustic Tuesday private jet and visit Manchester, Michigan. We're gonna go say hi to Dave Dish, who submitted his guitar snow for our guitar geek googly eyes to gaze upon. Here's what's in Dave's guitar snow. Left to right, we have a 2021 Teton six string, which he acquired August, 2021. He says, beautiful tone for an entry level guitar, and it plays easy too. Next, a 1994 limited edition Washburn, number 284 out of 1,000. 1994, which was modified to be an acoustic electric. Next, a 1976 Harmony six string. Following that, a 1972 Epiphone Texan 12 string, which happened to be his first purchase. What a cool guitar, so glad you still have that. Next, a 2004 Takamine 12 string acoustic electric. And finally, a 2011 handmade from the soundboard of a 100 year old piano grand strumstick. It was gifted to him by a friend and coworker whose father is a luthier. Now, before we go any further in the Acoustic Tuesday show, you might be wondering how to get featured. Well, I have a special announcement for you. I want to feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show, and there are two different ways you can get featured. Number one, share your guitar snow. All you have to do is go to TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop. Step number one is get yourself a guitar snow shirt. Step number two, once that guitar snow shirt arrives, put it on, take a picture amongst all of your guitars. And step number three, click the link at the top of that shop page. You'll be able to submit your picture. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the guitars in your guitar collection. 
Now you're thinking, okay, that's a cool way. I'd like to do that. But there's a second way you can get featured as well. And that is, again, go to TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop and pick yourself up some Acoustic Tuesday merchandise or some Tony's Acoustic Challenge merchandise. Once that merchandise arrives, put it on, take a picture of yourself, take a picture of yourself, and go ahead and submit it using that same link at the top. You can upload your picture, tell us a little bit about yourself, and say hi to your fellow guitar geeks. Whether you get a mug or a hat or a t-shirt or a sweatshirt, I wanna see it, your fellow guitar geeks wanna see it as well. And of course, the best way for your fellow guitar geeks to see it is get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I've already told you how to do that. Holy smokes, announcement over. Back on episode 197 of the show, I talked about the 10 things that are always in my guitar case. I've selected just a few comments from that show that I wanna share with you right now. The first one comes from Louise Otero. She says this, my husband was playing his guitar, our grandson put a dollar in his case, and there it has stayed. I thought this was the epitome of guitar awesomeness. First of all, playing guitar for family is incredible. Secondly, when you have this wonderful sentimental token that reminds you of playing guitar for family, that's even better. So I wanna thank Louise so much for her comments. Uh, the final comment I wanna go over here is from Albert Esposito. He says this, good show, Tony. Like you, I'm also a hockey fan. Each week you have on a different jersey, sweater. Jerseys like guitars have stories. I like to see the jersey you have on someday share its story and your connection to it. Albert, thank you so much for asking. Uh, today, I'm wearing a Chicago Blackhawks jersey, as I do for most Acoustic Tuesday shows, uh, but this one is, is new. It's a Marc-Andre Fleury jersey, number 29, Fleury on the back, and uh, I have it because I'm super excited that the Hawks acquired Marc-Andre Fleury in the offseason. He's one of my favorite goalies. I'm a huge goalie fan, and now he's playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. So darn cool. I've loved many of the Chicago Blackhawks goalies uh, from Ed Belfort to Corey Crawford to last season, uh, Kevin Lankinen in his rookie year playing awesome. And now we have Marc-Andre Fleury. But there's a deeper reason why I wear jerseys on the show. And it has to do with my own hockey experience paralleling guitar. Let me explain. So I played hockey in high school, from middle school to high school, and in my last two years of playing hockey during high school, I was playing junior hockey. I was playing junior B up in Minnesota. It wasn't an incredibly high level of hockey, but for me, it was a challenging level of hockey, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought, you know, at that time, you know, I was, I was playing well. I was challenging myself. It was a blast. But after high school, I stopped playing, and I didn't play for another 13 or 14 years. Now, here's where it goes into guitar world, because I hear this time and time again. I hear, oh, I played guitar back in high school, I played guitar back in college, and then I just kind of stopped. And for me, the defining moment was coming back to hockey after not playing for 13 years. Because as soon as I strapped on the pads again, I played goalie, as soon as I strapped on the pads again, I felt this overwhelming feeling of happiness. And I thought to myself, why? did I not do this for the last 14 years? Some of my happiest times were playing hockey. And I think of that every single time somebody tells me, oh, they used to play guitar. Because I know what happens in that intermittent time. The further away you get from having played guitar, the more fear builds up. You're kind of scared to get back into it because you might not be as good as you once were. But that's not the point. The point is the enjoyment factor. I was scared to jump back into hockey because I didn't think I was gonna be 
good at all. Well, I, I wasn't as good as I was because I was 13 years older and I hadn't played at all, but I was having more fun than ever. And that's exactly what happens every time someone picks up the guitar and finally enjoys it after not having played for years and years and years. So there is kind of an, an underlying story here, but uh, Albert, again, thank you so much for the question. Um, as, as you noticed, I am a huge hockey fan and I, and I applaud you for being a huge hockey fan as well. Now onto the final segment of the show, and that is acoustic news you can use. I'm gonna go ahead and jump right in. The first thing I have for you is simply a cartoon that made me laugh out loud. I found this on Instagram, and it is a guitar geek coming home from the store, and clearly his spouse sent him on a shopping trip, and he just says this. Well, there was no pasta or toilet paper, but fortunately, the music shop was still open. I've been there and uh, I certainly can relate to that. I thought it was funny, I wanted to share it with you. The next piece of news I have for you comes from Trevor Gordon Hall. Last week, he released a brand new album entitled This Beautiful Chaos. If you have not checked out the album, please do. If you're thinking to yourself, I've never heard of Trevor Gordon Hall. Well, please do. In fact, we're going to right now. sonic sample from Trevor was entitled Morning Sidewalk 3.0. Again, he released his new album last week. It's entitled This Beautiful Chaos. And if you want to get a copy, you can go ahead and get it from his website. You can get it digitally, of course, and he's also selling CDs and vinyl, which is my preferred medium. Anyways, moving right on. Actually, before we move on, you might be wondering what the hell instrument was he playing? He was playing a kalimba tar, which is a guitar and a kalimba, or a thumb, a thumb piano, uh, joined together. I don't know how he does it, folks, but it's pretty darn cool to see, and if you dug it, you gotta check out his music. He's simply amazing. Next up is, let's see, another new piece of music. Yes, indeed, uh, this week, in just three days, Billy Strings is releasing a brand new album. I believe it's entitled Renewal. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking the mental files. It's entitled Renewal. It's out September 24th, and he released yet another single off of this album, entitled In the Morning Light. Let's go ahead and give it a quick listen. So in the morning when I see her in the light She comes through to me in any kind of weather And I know I'll never see a brighter day when she smiles with her eyes. Next is a new instrument creation. Yes, you just saw Trevor Gordon Hall's kalimbatar, which is a new instrument in my eyes. And what you're about to see here is another new instrument. It comes from Andrew Marlin of Watch House, formerly Mandolin Orange. Well, he took a 1932 Martin C1 tenor archtop guitar and put a custom bazooki neck on it. Well, I shouldn't say he did. Andrew Marlin dreamt up this guitar, and then Gil Draper brought it into existence. Here's a quick sonic sample.
What a phenomenal sounding instrument. And by the way, I should put in an additional plug. If you have not purchased the new Watch House album, please do it. You will be so glad that you did so. Okay, the final piece of news uh, has nothing to do with guitar. It has everything to do with hockey. It has everything to do with the jersey that I'm wearing right now. Yes, Marc-Andre Fleury has been doing some, some on-ice training with the Chicago Blackhawks, and he made this save, which makes me a thousand percent more excited for the upcoming NHL season, specifically the Blackhawks upcoming NHL season. Check out this save. Yes, that's my feeble attempt at being a sportscaster. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed the Acoustic Tuesday show today. It's about that time to wrap it up, but before I do so, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week, I'll be listing off the 10 most iconic singer-songwriter albums of all time. Yes, next week, it's all about the lyrics. And remember, you can catch the Acoustic Tuesday show every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time right here on YouTube. Now, before you go, also remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me and thank you for being a guitar geek. Until next Tuesday, guitar geeks unite. Cheers and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show.